This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Previously on Modular, Feralai, leader of the cult of Talos, killed Scylla and threw Bradley overboard. got me married oh yeah oh yeah is it, this is the first record post yeah this is the first post marriage post marriage post marriage yeah it's big it's big it's kind of crazy one second so we press record oh. and then thorin takes his fucking headphones out and now and he's like thorin, walking away he said he said i know we're doing something and that we're working professionals but i don't give a fuck about your time Oh, sorry. Oh. Off my air filter is giving pretty bad feedback. Wow. Uh, okay. 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 So that's what happens when you don't start monitoring before you start recording, kids. So what you want to do is you want to take your fucking face and turn it towards your fucking computer and <laughs> and say, "Oh, there's the monitoring button." And then you want to take your fucking fingies and put them on your fucking keyboard and go beep boop. And monitor your shit. Anyway, Thorn and Raven were both in attendance at my wedding. Mm-hmm. They laughed. That's true. They cried. Thorn stood next I to me at the altar. Thorn did cry and, a lot. Um, and now here we are. It was a beautiful wedding. <clears throat> it was. I think, um, Thorn, what was your favorite part? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Is this what's going to sync us up? No. No, it's not time to sync up yet. Um, oh, yeah, we have to do the intro. I think my favorite part was it was either the ceremony or the reception. <laughs> the broadest. Thorne said it was either one half of the wedding or the other half. It was my favorite part. Um, all right, Raven, what was, what was your favorite part? Um, I think my favorite... Also, I am picking up like crazy. Hold on. Um, I need to like sit right here. Nobody so, monitored. <laughs> shut up. Uh, my favorite part of the wedding was... I mean... The whole event was beautiful, but I think my favorite element was just it felt like a very happy reunion of so many different groups of people. It's great. It was literally when (laughs) when we were at the altar before Sydney walked out, I said to Luke, this is like 
a Smash Brothers crossover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, That's it was true. very fun. It was very, did say that. um, it was, it was great, you know, um, especially because I haven't seen Luke in person in a while, so it was just a good time. Ever, yeah. some would say. Yeah, I've never That's actually met true. Luke in That's person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, my favorite Jack was part there. was, um, Jack was there, yeah, we did Jack meet Jack there. in person. Mm-hmm. My favorite part is when Sydney walked down the aisle and she got to the end and we looked at each other and we each said, whenever you're ready, Raven. Oh, I hate you for that. I was thought you were going to say, I, I really thought you were going to be like, oh, we said that we love each other or something. And I was really hanging on for that, like <laughs> that moment. <laughs> Well, fuck me, I guess. Hello. <laughs> and welcome. <laughs> My name is Luke Job. My name is Thorin George. My name is Raven Walker. And this is Mary Jiller. <laughs> the podcast where we take you through the marriages written by <laughs> Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. That's right, Thorin. These are the pre-written marriages made by the folks who made up D&D. We didn't write them, but we're sure here to run them for you. And why would we do that? Well, Unmarried Thorn, maybe you're a DM who is thinking about running a particular campaign and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who has already been in this particular campaign and you want to reminisce on those good old days. Maybe you didn't know that when Thorn was 10 years old, he oh met a woman. God. A woman <laughs> named... Sandra, and the two of them got married. And you might be thinking, well, how did a 10-year-old get married? That's not legal. Well, in the state of South Carolina, if one of your parents uh, signs a paper without reading it and the other parent doesn't care, you can, in fact, be married to a middle-aged woman who is going to use you and milk you for your blood. Uh, and that's exactly what happened okay, to Thorne. I'm Thorne, glad you said blood. <laughs> Thorin, Thorin uh, got married to Sandra, and very quickly she put him in a chamber, and she milked him for his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle blood. And he, you know, he said that, of course, his, his master had warned him that middle-aged women do like to milk 10-year-old boys. He didn't really know that that was a thing, um, but she stuck this needle in him, and she started milking him for his mutant blood, and uh, I had to go in and I had to save him. So I went in there, and uh, Sandra said, Oh, another little 10-year-old boy to uh, milk. And I said, I'm nine, bitch, and I shot her. <laughs> um, oh, wow. But you should be warned. Each of our episodes will take a, <laughs> take on a part of these uh, pre-written marriages. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each marriage we're running. And right now, we're running Sleeping Dragon's wake the wake's part of a marriage right so if you don't want spoilers you should leave now <laughs> um and there is one more warning we should offer them or is a wake part of a funeral yeah there is wake is part of a funeral yeah uh, I don't think <laughs> that's like a that's like a marriage for the that's like a marriage of the dead you're marrying the body to the earth um that's right raven modular is not a podcast for children it contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex alcohol drug use violence and divorce so please be aware of these <laughs> not so kid-friendly themes now without further ado welcome to modular
and our session eight of Sleeping Dragon's Wake. It's a modular pod. It's a modular pod. So, Raven, mm. you are about to play a Generation 7 Pokemon game. Why do we always... Which why do we always... starter... Which starter do you pick? Um, I'm having to look it up because I don't remember which ones those were. All right, Thorne. Which starter let, let do you pick? Let him go first. Rowlet. Rowlet? Yeah. Me too. Okay, Fucking yeah, it would be. Though I will say, it would be him for me too. He's a he, uh, Gen I Seven like is him. a very tough one because I do like like all them bitches. Decidueye, Incineroar, and Primarina. Yeah, yeah, they're all pretty solid. They're all pretty solid. I mean, I get it. You know, I get it. So, some cool. good vibes. Well, now we're sunk. Sunk. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of sinking. Yep. Bradley, you are drifting in and out of consciousness. You see yourself with your cousin Locke facing off against a Rathator. And you remember Locke being in danger. But ultimately, the two of you won that fight. Then your mind parallels this to you and Falcon fighting the Thunderbore. And you've seen Falcon go down as that hoof caught him in the chest and killed him. You see yourself with Quinn. And the two of you are fighting Lairbule. And it is a scrap to the end. The three of you all in a triangle. The two of you battering him. Him taking you down almost. But you ultimately winning with your halfling pal by your side. And then you think to Feraly. And what she did to Scylla. And there was that brief moment of hope that Scylla could have done the nearly impossible and finished off the leader of this cult and then you just wince thinking about the impact of that maul to Scylla's skull you see water taking you and as the blackness is starting to pull you in there is a shimmer of light directly at the center. You feel hands on you. Someone is dragging you to shore. You're coughing up water. Your eyes open for a moment. You see the hands and torso and the face of the Goliath slave that died, Snowscred, is pulling you to shore. And then you blink, and it's, it's Tarbin Tool. He's pulling you to shore. And you slip into unconsciousness, 
Tarvin, you're able to doctor Bradley briefly on the shore, but you very quickly see that the ship is moving back towards shore. You throw him over your shoulders, fireman style, and begin just hustling towards where you know is the closest respite, wayside inn. Go ahead and make me an athletics check. All righty. That's a nat 20. Tarbin. <laughs> First roll you, back at it. You see that <laughs> Bradley's shoulder looks absolutely fucked. His mm-hmm. uh, kneecap is out of place. His orbital bone on one side of his face has been collapsed. Uh, there is blood all over him. And you see chunks of brain matter on him that you had not seen before. Scylla is not with him. Are you telling me that shit didn't wash off in the ocean? There's still pieces in your hair, brother. And uh, you know that Scylla's dead. There's no doubt in your mind Scylla's dead. Fuck. You have to get this guy to safety. He risked it all. He lost a friend saving your life. You put him on your shoulders and you are fucking booking it, taking him out of there. Scooby-Doo running noises. There's there's the side of you that is driven by purpose, and there's the side of you that's driven by guilt, and both of them are propelling you forward to the wayside inn. The next little bit is an absolute blur. When you get to the wayside inn, you see someone you do not know. He looks very similar to Bradley. Uh, and as soon as he sees his brother, he does introduce you. This is Slyander Copper, Bradley's little brother. He brings Bradley into the inn with you. The two of you are doctoring him. And then you see uh, the gorgeous uh, standoffish owner of the Wayside Inn, Marticia. And she looks to be just as shocked as Sly, but neither of them is panicking. Neither of them is is uh, struggling with this. They just both immediately go to work. They, they can see you're exhausted from carrying Bradley miles, and they just tell you to wait downstairs at the bar. Bradley, you don't feel a thing. You are completely out. And in your unconscious state, all that you can see is little Scylla looking at you on the ship and saying to you, Bradley, come on, we got this. You need to do this for Inverna. And I'm, I'm not going to leave your side. I can do this. And you remember telling her much earlier in the day, Scylla, you're going to die tonight. And you struggled because... On one side of you, you feel like had she not been there, you would definitely be dead. But you, your initial instinct was to not let her come. And if she hadn't come, she would still be alive. But you also know you're not the one that asked her to come. You're not the one that hired her. That was the council's doing. They believed in her. They thought she could do this. They were wrong. 
Or maybe they were right. And the hero of Leylon is still alive because of that little halfling. You wake up and your brother is by your side and you can see he's just bouncing his knee and then once your eyes open he says, oh, Bradley, dude, like, what the fuck happened, man? That, you were on a ship? That guy Tarvin was telling me, it sounds like you're, are you okay, bro? I'm here, aren't I? Yeah, but you look like hell, dude. Yeah, I feel like it. <laughs> you you wouldn't happen to have something to drink. I, I'm pretty parched. He, he passes you a can. I taste of seawater in my mouth. He passes you a canteen. It's fresh water. I drink that right up. Dude, um, we were scared we might lose you, bro. And you can see Sly is welling up with tears. Hey. Hey, I put my hand on his shoulder and I say, You don't have to worry about me, little brother. I'm good. I'm safe. You're... The guy downstairs says that your friend got killed. The guy downstairs doesn't know shit. He left. Bradley, dude, you gotta... I know you don't want to hear this, but you gotta stop this stuff, okay? Like, what are you doing out here, bro? Like, are you on a suicide mission? This doesn't make sense. I'm getting paid. I'm, I'm making a name for myself. You could do that performing. That's what you like to do anyway, man. Come on. This is fucking dumb. I'm not gonna say that I disagree with you. But I was tasked by... I don't want to hear it. Our Lord Never Ember. I don't want to hear it. He, he gets up and he looks very upset with you. And he says, I'm the little brother, okay? One day I'm going to have to bury you. That's the way it's supposed to be, but don't fucking rush to the grave. And he just walks out of the room. I'm going to touch myself on the places that feel exceptionally sore you feel your face your face has a significant scar and uh you feel that your cheekbone is collapsed it's partially collapsed and your face is now much more asymmetrical than it was cool maybe when this is all over i can hire a doctor <laughs> <laughs> the best plastic surgeon in Faerun. Yeah. <laughs> you see all of your gear is there. Everything is ready um, for you to go. Uh, you know you need to get back to Leylon. Um, Carbon is, is where he last was, so you've, you've completed your rescue mission. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, then I'm going to get all my shit. You getting out of bed, you do see out. you have a significant bandage around your uh, left shoulder, around your right knee. You feel a lot of bruising. It's you haven't felt this bad since that statue blew you up. 
and uh, all, all those years ago, back with Quinn in the in the cave. Damn. So it takes you a long time to get dressed. That wasn't, that wasn't years ago, was it? No, I just said all that time ago. You said all those years ago. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> all those months it's ago. Okay. <laughs> um, you, you get dressed. 50 years ago with Quinn. <laughs> As you're walking out of your room, you see Marticia. She is holding a plate of food, and she stops in her tracks, and she says, uh, uh, Hi. Hey. How are you? I am... I'm... Other than the fact that I was worried you were going to die in my tavern for a second time um i'm i'm good i i've been really good um i I know you're not good i'm not gonna ask she sets the plate over to just decide and she says bradley it's very good to see you in a strange way uh obviously it's not not the best circumstances No, it's not, unfortunately. And it's good to see you as well. But uh, I'm afraid my time here is short. I have to go report to uh, the Council of Leilan. Yeah. My mission was a very much failure. Um, no, you saved you saved the guy that those cultists took, remember? Tarbin? But that wasn't my mission. My mission was to stop whatever could have caused harm to this part of the countryside and Pharrell, whatever her fucking name is, is still out there. And so is that undead ship. I, I killed a total of like one person. She puts and I her, lost another. She puts her hand on your shoulder and says, um, you're being very hard on yourself. Okay. I'm, telling you exactly how it went (laughs) she she stops and she says even if it was a failure you need to take some time to realize Bradley you almost died okay you're still standing it's not the first time and it's not going to be the last time she says I just wanted to see you before you left Um, I, I need to thank you it's it's silly to say, but in the past month, the Wayside Inn has been doing really well. Hearing about this hero in Leilan, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know, the town is growing. Everyone that comes from the north stops through here, spends good coin. Uh, I I don't know if I'd still be in business without Bradley Copper. So thanks. And she just kind of awkwardly hugs you. I'm trying not to hurt your shoulder. I'm going to hold her very tightly for an uncomfortable amount of time. She's going to say, you okay? You doing okay? You you good? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I I wipe uh, some tears. It's a a little bit... uh, humid in here isn't it 
Yeah, we're by the we're by the sea, but it is also winter yeah, time. So yeah. Okay. Uh, I might yeah. as well be going. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Know, treat my uh, little brother uh, good. Of course, and yeah, you gotta hit the road. Uh, and, yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'll keep for serving sure. the drinks. Yeah. You just you keep doing yeah. what what you do, Absolutely. hero guy. You mind if yeah. I grab? Yep. You mind if no, I grab this plate yep, to go? You can get those. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yep. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really and, hungry right and, now. It's been a she, couple of days, I think, since I last ate. No. No. Of course. And right. Right. She she okay, pats cool. you on the arm. Uh, <laughs> I'm just walking down the stairs, stuffing my fucking face with this shit. As you're walking down the stairs, you do see it's morning time. The bar is as full as you've ever seen it. There are lots of travelers, lots of people. Uh, you hear someone whisper, I think that's him. I think that's Bradley Coppa. And uh, another person says... He's a bit shorter than I pictured. Um, <laughs> but very quickly, you make eyes with Tarbin at the bar. And he's just kind of sitting there. And the first thing you notice that's a little bit ske- sketchy for you, Bradley, he does not look like he's set up shop to stay and keep performing at the Wayside Inn. He's got his bags packed, and he looks like he's about to head out the door. I'm going to kind of like stop in my tracks and thousand yard stare. (laughs) And then I'm going to shake myself out of it and I'm just going to set down the plate on the counter and I'm going to walk out the door. Tarbin, what are you going to do? Do I mean, I see him. Yeah. Correct. Um, I'm going to grab my bag, get up and, you know how, like, someone looks when they've been, like, pacing around all night, like, waiting for news after yeah. someone's getting out of surgery? That's what, like, Tarvin looks like right now. Um, yeah. And he is going to kind of approach Bradley. Bradley, you just hear footsteps after you. And you know immediately who they are. I'm not going to acknowledge them. I'm just going to keep going forward. Keep walking? Yeah, just keep walking. Okay, so after... when Whenever we step outside of the inn, that's when I will, I'm going to call out to him when we step outside. Okay. Bradley. <sighs> Yeah. Man. I don't think an apology's gonna even do anything. Don't, you don't gotta, don't have to say a word about anything. Um, if you're coming uh, to Leylon, which I'm assuming you are, just try and stay a good ten paces behind me, please. I, I can make that happen, but it doesn't change the fact I should apologize, man. It was... You know, Tobin, I don't know if you've um, ever adventured before, if you've been a traveling, uh, I guess, hero, as some would say. Um, this kind of stuff happens, um, and... You just have to 
keep it deep, buried deep inside of you. Um, never once think about it, and uh, uh, just keep going forward. Um, and so that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I'm not going to process this whatsoever. Um, I'm just going to keep going onward to my next job. I, I, I mean, I'm not your therapist, dude, but that doesn't sound that healthy. You know, neither does drinking at least two bottles of liquor every night, but I do that anyway. So, if you're going to come, let's go. If you're not, then why are you wasting my time? I won't be a time waster. I'm going to follow his, his paces. The two of you walk uh, in uncomfortable silence. <laughs> You reach Leylon by midday. Everybody's pretty much just at work, working away. You see that they're reinforcing walls. They're building new houses. Sergeant Hazyorum is the first person that you spot in town, Bradley, that's been waiting on you. And he says... Is he the... Is that the coward? Yeah. He says... Okay. Bradley. Oh, uh, uh... You you made it back, and uh, who who is this, and and where where is uh is uh, the little um Scylla? This is uh, Tarbin. He's a traveling bard. The bard the bard everyone's uh, been looking he... for. The bard that was captured. You saved him. Yes, I uh, I guess um, Scylla unfortunately didn't make it. Um, I now if you'll excuse me, I need to go. Um, is the council expecting me, or can I go to the uh, pub, or yeah. so what? I I see you're you're dealing with some emotions. Go 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 to the end, and and, and we can we can find you later. Okay, I'll I'll make sure that. Um, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll talk cool. to Marigold cool. about Scylla. Okay, okay. I'm uh, okay. He, he looks at you, and you can see he's shaking. He says, "I'm I'm sorry." And. Me too. I'm he, gonna, he, he hoofs it. Like, I'm going to power walk over to the bar, and I'm going to get fucking shit-faced. Right, perfect. Let's see. Damn. While walking to the bar, you see lots of people in town that recognize you they just kind of saying hi bradley hi bradley hi barbie hi barbie hi bradley hi, hi, hi bradley <laughs> and it's it's all just kind of it's kind of hurting um you still haven't seen barbie no, no barbie? i need to i want to mm. oh, you should see it it's it's very funny i think i think it was it was a pretty decent drama as well but they definitely um it, it 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 was kind of I don't know there were some flaws but it, it wasn't I'm also a yeah, man so it wasn't really made for me but yeah as you're walking to the bar brother you do pass Aubrey's peculiarity shop which you have not been in since Zephyros left you don't have to stop in right now but you you pass that you also pass the Aubrey new... the skeleton is the is the owner now right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sorry, that's just funny to me. Oh, that is anyway, funny. keep going. Uh, and then you also pass the newly constructed Shrine to Timora, which is run by uh, a kind of silly, rambunctious male elf named Puck Karabdas. Um, you haven't really stopped by there either, but the only religious stuff you've kind of partaken in has been uh, with with Marigold at the Lathander Shrine. So, yeah. You're just going to keep... Yeah, I'm just heading to the... Yeah, I'm just going to head to the end. You make it to the end. shit-faced. Torben, you walk in as well. Uh, you see Ollie, your uh, NB friend and bartender, and they say, uh, Oh, uh, good to see my, my favorite patron. What, what would you like, Bradley? Yeah, good to see you too, Ollie. Um, I need something very strong, and I need a lot of it, please. I've got a Chilton fire swell with your name on it, if that's what you need. Exactly what I need, please. All right, you can lose a gold... And you crack this bottle open. It is, it smells like straight Jet up fuel. gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> What's gasoline? <laughs> Are you going to drink this? Yeah, I'm going to drink that. You feel an absolute fire in your belly. You're just knocking it back as quickly as you can as as you're are you gonna stay downstairs or you're gonna go up to your room um that's a good question i think i'm gonna go up to my room all right as you're walking to your room you just hear some locals chatting it up and one of them says did you hear about that bronze dragon? Apparently a few travelers from Neverwinter saw one fly north along the coast with a dolphin in its claws. They say those metallic dragons are good. Boy, I hope they're right. And... Okay. I'm not going to remember that by the morning. <laughs> Perfect. You sit in your room. What are you thinking about as you're drinking this? Um, I'm just thinking about how I failed, how I told Scylla uh, not to come, how I warned her, how I told her to leave and just let me face this orc by myself, how Tarbin just left, um, and I I sit there and I, I start sobbing, hands, head in hands. Um This was a tough one. She was just a kid, as much as she didn't want to say. Torben, downstairs, you're just kind of sitting there awkwardly, and the bartender, mm -hmm. Ollie, looks at you, and they say, uh, so who, who are you? Ah, uh, um... I was, I guess, Bradley's latest mission. He rescued me, and but I ran when things got 
tough, bro. I don't. I can't. You you need a drink, friend. I mean, I could use one. I don't know if I want what what he's got going on though. All good. He uh, just pours you a, a big mug of ale, slides it to you, and he says, "Um, Bradley is uh he's a really good guy, you know, and uh, I feel like he, I mean, I, I've only been in town for, you know, twenty-ish f- um, days now. The the end's super new, but." That guy, well, at this point, it'd be more like a month because you've been adventuring. But they say, uh, you know, on a grand scale, right? You come into town, you hear about this hero, right? This adventurer. And you think, well, he's just a guy, right? I mean, that's that's anyone. Any, any idol you have, any hero you have, it's just a person. And you meet him, and you kind of realize he's a little more, right? I mean, he, in a lot of ways, he is the best of us. And he, he's kind of shown me that this whole hero life, the one they tell you about in the tales, you know, Annie Oakleaf and all them, it's not as glamorous as they make it seem. I mean, the guy... The guy's got some serious hurt on the inside. And uh, I think he just needs someone that's willing to give back to him a little bit. Take care of him every once in a while. And with hearing Ollie's words, um, do, do you know what room upstairs Bradley is in? Can you point me to his room? Well, I'm not sure... He would want you going up there right now. He gets pretty drunk. It's good for me. But in a real sense, I probably should cut him off. But um, roll me a persuasion check to try and get that info. Okay. Ooh, plus 10. That's a 29. (laughs) I mean, this makes like, yeah, I don't see why he would mind. He just saved you. Um, I remember in the first episode, I said what room number you had. I think it's like seven, but he tells you what, or remember. they tell you what. I'm misgendering my own NPCs. They tell you um, <laughs> what uh, what room he's in. Okay. Well, I'll finish the, the ale and then... Ali, uh, thank you for leveling with me. Bro to bro, man to man. I'm not a man, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then Tarvin yeah. like daps him up or daps them up. I'm also misgendering them. Yeah. Um, Cancel me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cancel yeah, me. I'm, 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 I'm a non-binary. I'm, and... I'm, I'm good. I'm good with being a bro. I'm good with being a bro. Um, uh, they look back at you and they say, you know, everyone in this town gets my pronouns wrong except for Bradley. So, <laughs> uh, um, a true winner Bradley is. Yeah. Um, you going to go up there? Yeah. As you're beginning to walk up the stairs, you bump into this kind of slight, smaller dragonborn. And he kind of looks at you and says, Oh, um, sorry, uh, 
After you, I, I, I'm going to see um, uh, a friend. A friend? I, I don't know. My, my friend is up there. He just got back from a mission. I need to speak to him. Uh, I think I, we I guess might he be... technically... Sorry, I'm Marigold. I'm, I'm one of the town council members. I, I'm his boss, but um. I, I like to think of us as friends. <laughs> uh, um, Tarbin. Tarbin Tool. Tarbin. Tarp. Tarbin Tool. Lathander prays. He pats you on the on the shoulder. Your pilgrimage has not been an easy one. Um, but I'm glad that the impeccable Bradley Copper was able to bring you back. Listen, a lot of people have been trying to find you for a while. I don't know if you know this, but Bradley spent a 10-day in the wilds looking for you. I, I'm, I'm aware, and I, I hope you don't mind, but I need to, I, I need to say something to Bradley before you talk business with him. Uh, oh, oh, it's not business. I was, I was going to just offer my condolences and see if he wanted a prayer, uh, and I wanted to also talk about a funeral service for Scylla. I, I figured he would want to be a part of that. Uh, I'm not trying to assign him a mission this quickly. That uh, I, I can't speak for other council members, but <laughs> he can have some time to rest before the next thing. Uh, of course. Um... But you go ahead. You go ahead. I, I can. I can. I can go in after. You have a fucking queue outside of Bradley Copper's hotel room <laughs> to like get taking in. the next number. <laughs> <laughs> order up! Order up! Bradley Copper is available in this room tonight and tonight only. Um. All right. Uh, Tarbin's gonna, go gonna knock first, on the door. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna knock on the door. Bradley, you hear a knock? Who is it? Uh, Bradley, it's, uh, it's Tarbin. I just... I, I'm just gonna be quiet. There's... The door is locked, Tarbin. If you would like to try your thieves' tools to open it, you absolutely can. <sighs> hmm. <laughs> Bradley? You have to roll a sleight of hand, right? Yeah. Sleight of hand, yeah. Bradley... That's a 17. Or 18, sorry. 18. Is that good enough? Yep. Your thieves' tools find easy purchase in this end lock, and the door, Bradley, to your surprise, swings open. I step in and... <laughs> I thought I locked that door. Shut it after me. I mean, you did, man, but uh, I let myself in. Why? I didn't invite you in here. I know you didn't invite me in here, but... I had a talk with Ollie downstairs. They're amazing, you know, and they think a lot of you. Man, you're... You shouldn't. Shouldn't what? Shouldn't be in here right now? I don't know. What's, what, why are you in here? Because, Bradley, you, you did something really amazing for me. And I, I, I don't know, seen you treat yourself this way. You just ran away. I know I ran away, you man. You knew we were going to fight that orc, and you just ran away. It was... I made a stupid and bad decision. And now Scylla's dead! 
Yeah, and it might as well be my fault, obviously. So if you're placing blame, blame me. It shouldn't have been us. No. It should have been you. It... It... It should have been me. It should have... I, like... Tarbin is, like, tentatively... (laughs) Extending his hand. And touches Bradley on the shoulder. Get off me! Bradley, I don't know... Don't you fucking put your hands on me. With this yelling... Bradley, you see another figure appears in the door. It is Marigold, the priest. And he says, Bradley, it's okay. I'm not doing so hot right now, Mary. I don't think right now is a good time. He walks in and he says, I'm so sorry for what I'm about to do to you. And he casts lesser restoration on you and your drunkenness is gone. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And he says, Bradley. I I can do this the nice way or I can do this the mean way. Let's talk about what happened. Okay. It's not your fault any more than it's our fault. It's my fault. Okay. But let me ask you this. If Scylla had not been there, would you have died? Probably. Yeah. Bradley, I think that's... What has that got to do with it? (laughs) If it had been the other way... My life's not more important than hers. I never said that. But each of you knew what you were doing. Like it or not... Scylla didn't know what she was doing. She's never done this kind of thing before. You just sent out a child to take on God's know what. I I, I mean, and and I've kept my mouth shut so many times, but you all do make some pretty idiotic decisions. Bradley. I know you're just trying to do what's best for the town. I do. I really do. But sometimes you just got to put in more than 13 seconds of thought. Bradley. Scylla has been the only one running the post along this road. She has avoided Talos Cultus. She has avoided the undead. There's dragon activity now in the area. She knew what she was doing. She might not have been the best in a fight. We didn't send you to fight. We sent you to scout and report back. Listen, you may not like our leadership, and I'm sorry for that. But I have two things on my mind now. One is paying homage to your friend. We need to have a funeral for Scylla. And I would like you to be a part of that process. The other 
is unfortunately tomorrow I do have a task for you. And if you don't want to do it, that's fine, but innocent people are in danger. I came back expecting a task. It might be morbid to say, but that's why we, that's why we need you here. We, I knew you would come back regardless of the outcome and be ready for the next job. That's what Leilon needs. But on a grander sense, that's what Faerun needs. This is becoming much larger than Leilon very quickly. From what I understand, it seems that there are forces at play that could threaten the entire world. Marigold looks to you, Tarvin, and says, Tomorrow I'm going to send Bradley on a mission. I would ask that you go with him. He looks at you. I know you won't like it, but it would do you some good to have backup. And if you want to earn this man's forgiveness, if that's even possible, you will need to show up for him and not turn your back. That's happened to him too many times. And Marigold pats you on the shoulder. It's the least I can do. All right. Of course. He does give you um, a pouch. You have six potions of greater healing. Dope. While you're adding that, he tells you, farmers in the small community of Leilon Point have been reporting aquatic humanoids making small but frequent raids on the area. They're killing farmers and burning Leilon's food supply. If you can kill or route the raiders, then return to the town council. We will pay you, Bradley, 750 gold. Okay. Okay. Then I'll do it. I'll set out in the morning. Where am I heading? Leilon Point. It's just south of here. All right. Freshen up. Find your best clothes. We've sent word. The town is taking the day off from work. Everyone is preparing for her funeral. If you are the hero of Leilon, then Scylla was... I mean, Scylla was a, a postwoman. Everyone loved her. She brought good news of home to everyone. And... He begins to cry. I... I don't know if the town will be, that will ever be the same without her. All right, um, I need to go see some things. Um, thank you for hearing me, uh, and, and thank you, Tobin. And Marigold walks out. You get yourself ready. If you want to run any sort of errands, if you want to check out Aubrey's Peculiarity Shop or the Timora Shrine that you haven't been to yet, you could. Torver's Post, owned by Jack Torver, who's one of the new council members. It's also just a general supply store if you need anything from the adventuring gear equipment uh, list. Otherwise, um, at nighttime, there's going to be a funeral for Scylla. And, and you do know that you, you are being asked to speak. I want to check out... I want to check out... Um, 
what's it called? The Peculiarity Shop. Okay. All right. Get ready for a vibe change. <laughs> you, uh... Vibe you... shift. All right. You walk in to Aubrey's Peculiarity Shop. The painting of the three heroes is still there. Uh, Zephyros is nowhere to be seen. The skeleton that usually was in the corner is now behind the uh, counter and is wearing a little top hat and uh, is smoking a cigar and says, My goodness, see ya. How's that going now, Rally <laughs> Copper? I've been waiting on you for a while now, kid. And he, he does a little jig. You just hear rattling bones. Yep, rattle, rattle, <laughs> rattle, rattle. Do you want a peculiarity? Um, I guess I'd like to check out your stock. I've always got three things. I've only got three things. I've never got more. I've never got less. I've only got I've only got three things. Yeah, Zephyros told me you'd be coming in. I tell you what, you're the only customer this place has. And he puffs his cigar, <laughs> and he says, uh, Listen, kid, uh, the railway is coming through here soon, and it's going to be crazy. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> he pops out um, uh, a, first and foremost, he puts down a little bag um, of what look to be uh, jelly beans. And... Uh, for all of the folks who know what a bag of beans does in D&D, I've just changed this a little bit. Uh, these are ingestible jelly beans. And he says, there's uh, seven of them in there. Oh, yeah. One, of, one for each color of the rainbow. Have I got any clue what they do? Fuck no. But if you want them, they're yours. Baby 300 gold. Um, he then um, reaches around and pulls out of his ribcage a flute, and he says, uh, "That wasn't that was me pretending to play this. I wouldn't play it right now, no. But you can have it if you want. Uh, if you play it, uh, you got one charge on that bad boy. It'll summon a swarm of rats to fight for you, just <laughs> biting people and shit. They'll, they'll do it. They'll do it for you. They're crazy rats. Uh, but then once once they're done killing, they uh, they become very lethargic and they're not gonna." help you with anything else uh and then he says he says but i also see you duds and he uh he kind of walks over and he pulls a loose thread from your leather armor kid these duds uh they're not so swell in fact they look like hell so if you want uh, i could give you some pretty good uh plus one studded leather armor and he pulls it out of his bag and throws it in the air like a pizza catches it does a little wave with it and he says don't you look you think you'd look sexy in these and he's pumping his shoulders ridiculously don't you think you'd look hot bradley don't you think you'd look good kid oh and you he points he points to you tarvin i ain't got shit for you but if you want any of this shit you can buy it that was a that was a lovely performance. Um, and like, Tarbin reaches out to like kind of pat him, but doesn't really know where to pat him because he's like, easy, easy bone. on the clavicles. <laughs> I've, I've got sensitive clavicles. I inherited them from my mother. How much is the flute? Uh, the flute that'll run you hundred and fifty gold. How much for the duds? 
Uh, we'll say, uh, ooh, dewey, owie, ooh, owie, 650 gold. You know what? You know what? Wait, how much, how much armor, uh, money do you have, Bradley? I have 589. He says it'll cost you, uh, 400 gold. Okay. So that armor so would bu do... the armor would bump your AC by two. I do need that, mm. so I think I'm gonna do that. Yeah. So four four fifty, you said. Four hundred. We'll do four hundred. Four hundred. Okay. Um. Studded leather. Plus two. Hell yeah. Wait, is it plus one or plus two? Plus one studded leather. But it's still going to bump your AC by two because studded leather would have bumped it by one. Okay. Brother, are you going to change in there? Am I not in good clothes? Oh right yeah, now? that's right. Yeah, right now you're not wearing your leather armor. You're, Aubrey you're just knew your leather armor was shit, and he says, "If you want, I'll buy that yeah. leather. I'll buy that leather off of you. I can make something with it. Maybe a small couch for a little bird, or a nice handbag. Sure. I would love to sell it. Yeah, I'll give you thirty gold for it, chump. Okay, absolutely." This man is a hustle mindset. Yeah, he, uh, he gives you he gives you thirty one uh, gold uh, uh, upon nice. a quick count, and change, you realize buddy. he's not uh, he didn't count it uh, as as well as he should have. Um, I also want that flute. You want this flute? You can have it. One hundred and fifty gold. Okay. What? How do I add that to my inventory? What's uh, just I would just put a scroll of. No, I don't know. I don't know. Um, just put a flute, and you'll know that it okay. can uh, summon a swarm of rats. I can edit it. Yeah. So let me add. And he kind of he kind of pokes at you, Tarbin. He says, "What's your deal, big guy?" I mean, you're shorter ah. than him, but still. <laughs> um. Uh. I'm here to help out Bradley uh, in the next couple days. Uh, oh, U. Sometimes, why would you do that? <laughs> why would I do that? Yeah, why Why would you do that? He's a crazy adventuring man. Son of a gun <clears throat> gets into dangerous situations. <laughs> don't, don't most adventurers get into dangerous situations. Yes, I, but you don't look like much of an adventurer to me there, honey boy. I might have a trick or two up my sleeve. A trick or two? You might need more than that if you're going to face off against the dangers of Leylon. We've got owl bears. We've got bear owls. We've got owls and or bears. <laughs> you got to be careful out there, kid. You could get your fucking ch chin chomped off. You know what you're going to look like without a chin? A real dummy. <laughs> I can't argue that. Uh, I, I suppose I owe Bradley this favor. 
more than suppose I definitely do. Okay. Well, are you guys done in here? I, Tarvin doesn't have yeah. money. Unless I'm being directed otherwise. He's like, no, you don't have any money. <laughs> what is he going to be buying? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm finished. Uh, are you going to have those jelly beans later? Or is this, would this be the only time to buy them? New stock every time you come in, you crazy son of a gun. Um, how much would you buy this ring of protection for? I have one already. For you, kid. I don't need. For you, I tell you what. I'll buy it for hmm hmm hmm. I'll give you five thousand gold. What? <laughs> Online it says it's worth nine thousand gold. <gasps> a ring of protection is worth 9,000 gold? I don't think that's right. There's no way that's right. Oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. Um, whoa, wait, wait, is it, what's, is it uncommon or rare? Is it rare? Bradley's like, you can't say, wait, uh, he's already cashed the check that <laughs> this yeah, guy just rare. All right, magic, magic item. I always, I need to just have this saved, but. He like yeah, printed so out. So rare, wait, let's, oh, fuck off. That's not the. One second. Why is this not coming? Come on, come on. Rare magic items cost between five hundred and one and five thousand gold. He says, "I'll buy it for five thousand gold." That's my final offer. If you don't like it, you can take your shit elsewhere. I mean, I'll. I will sell it for 5,000 gold. I have no issues with that. <laughs> no well, it seems like you gold. might, kid. I don't know what's going on in your head, but you see. I, what, you want 5,001? I won't do it. I won't do it. 5,000 is my lowest offer. Yeah, and then I immediately want to buy those beans. <laughs> okay. Um, he sells, yeah, he gives you 5,000 gold, but if you want, you can just add... 4700 and add a bag of magic jelly beans which you don't know what any of them do cool do they all have different flavors too they look at they look at red orange yellow green blue indigo violet which one's like fart flavored i don't think any of them are fart flavored you yeah, this think isn't so? birdie bots. Yeah, this isn't Harry so. Potter. Harry Potter. He so? says, listen, are you two kids done in here? <sighs> yes. All right, well, if that's the case, then I'm going to go ahead and take a nap. And he snaps his fingers, and all of his bones fall onto the floor, and, and, and they scatter. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like... And, and very quickly, all of the lights in the place are gone. It looks dusty. All of a sudden, it looks like abandoned. And he's just, he's just a pile of bones. Well, do you think if we took one of his bones, that when he revives himself next time, it would, or the next <coughs> time he revives himself, it would like, like crawl away from us? Bradley, I was literally thinking about the same thing. Should we test it out? I'm gonna take 
<laughs> the tip of his pinky. As soon as you grab <laughs> the, it as soon mind. as you grab the tip of his pinky, you have an overwhelming sense of feeling really bad about it, and you're just compelled to put it back down. Oh, okay. Okay. No save require. No save. <laughs> you just feel so bad about stealing Aubrey's pinky that you're like, "Fuck it, I can't do it." Okay. Um. I guess I'll check out the shrine to Timora. Okay. Yeah, walking over there, you see this elf Puck. He is. Yeah. Now that we're out of now that we're out of the the curiosity shop, everything goes back to how we were feeling before. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This elf Puck is known as kind of a wily character, but today he seems a bit somber. You haven't really talked to this guy much, Bradley. There was a shrine to Timora back in Phandalin. Sister Gurele ran it. Uh, Timora is the goddess of luck, but you don't feel very lucky right now. And Puck just says, um, he says, Oh, hello. Uh, good to see you, Bradley. Um... Nice to have you stop by. Are, are you looking for potions, or do you just uh, want to chat? I'll be at the funeral here in a few hours. I just wanted to check out the shrine is all. Would you like to say a prayer, or? No, but I would like to leave a donation. Um, and I'm going to leave 770 gold. Whoa. He says, I, I could give you a potion for that. What kind of potion? Um, uh, a po potion of growth, if you want it. Um, you get you get the effects sure. of an enlarge spell. <laughs> yeah, he gives it to you. Um, you can add a potion of growth to your inventory. Okay. He, he says, thanks for the donation. And I mean, is it just because you lost your friend or just feeling generous or... I don't know. Just feeling something. I'll see you at the funeral, Puck. Uh, there's a clap of thunder above you. Cold rain begins to fall. It rains like this for the next few hours, and eventually everyone is at the dock where uh, Scylla was first task and you can see the town is big enough now that it spreads out from the dock onto the shores uh past just out into the mud everyone is standing here you see everyone you've met in Leylon is there uh and including a rare sight from the wizard galio alibrio who does not leave his tower much anymore you are standing there and you hear Valdi uh, go up first. You're, you're supposed to speak after her and before Marigold. And Valdi speaks to the crowd. And you see that there is a, a boat, just a canoe, that has just been filled with flowers. Um, it's wintertime, but people are still able to find enough flowers to fill this thing because there's no body. Um, Valdi speaks to the crowd and she says, it was, um, it was my task of, <laughs> I suppose you could say, dealing <laughs> with Scylla when she first came to Leylon. She was supposed to work for me in the fishery, 
And uh, I remember joking with a few folks early on. She was not, she was not a good fisherwoman. Um, but she was infectious, as as many of you know. She was fun. She was bright, and she was driven. She just <laughs> not about fishing, and the the crowd kind of laughs and. She gets a bit more serious and she says, when I gave Scylla the task of becoming the postmaster for Leilon, I thought she would do fine. Um, what I did not expect was for people throughout the town to constantly come by and rant and rave about their postwoman. It's just not something I've ever seen before. Usually a, a postal person is like, they're like a shadow. They come and then they're gone. And you think nothing of it. Now you have your your letter and that's all you care about. But Scylla would bring people joy when she brought them packages and when she brought them letters. And she will be so very missed. But... We'll know she's still with us. Every time we open a letter, every time we see a postal person coming down the road, we'll think of her bright smile, her kind eyes. She may be gone, friends, but she will always be with us. And she kind of bows her head. And you see she pulls a letter from her pocket and places it in the boat and she invites you Bradley up to talk about Scylla that was a very good speech Valdi not quite certain how someone is supposed to follow it <laughs> um I first met Scylla on my way down from Neverwinter. She was from Neverwinter as well. Um, and uh, we were both assigned by Lord Neverember to come down to Leylon for different reasons. Mine are a bit more uh, adventurous than hers, though I'm not... 100% certain you could be wrestling sharks down there at the fishery. <laughs> um, See people laugh. I remember the first time Scylla gave me mail. She had already opened it and, and read it. And I'm certain we all have a similar story, but I, th I think that's what Someone calls out. Special. She loved a spot of tea. <laughs> I, I think that's what made us special, is that she would know these things about people and she would take what she knew and what she learned and she would try and make all of our lives better because of it. No matter if you received bad news or good news, you could be being congratulated and showered with hugs or, or 
charred with hugs because of some sad news. Uh, Scylla was... the sunshine to an otherwise cloudy and rainy day. And she brought that light to the rest of Leilon. And I fear Leilon will be a bit darker without her. And I know that our next postmaster will have big shoes to fill, despite how small Scylla was. And I know in her last moments she was thinking of home. And she was fighting for home. Because she did care about this place and she cared about all of you. And that's the end of my speech. I'm going to step down. Marigold pats you on the shoulder as you walk back to the crowd. And he speaks and he says, Your last sunset, go to the arms of the morning lord. Be in his eternal warm, soothing light. We will miss your heart. We will cherish your moments. Your legacy will continue through the work of this town. Through us, you shall live on. Everyone nods. And at this point, you see that everyone in the town begins to kind of flow through and come by the boat and drop a letter into Scylla's boat. And each time someone drops it, the last thing they do before they walk away is they touch you, Bradley, on your shoulder, on your back, on your cheek. And... In the next 20 or so minutes, every person in the town comes by and just knowingly doesn't say thank you, doesn't say anything, but you know what they're really saying is, I'm sorry. And the last person to do this is little Jimmy. He walks up and he pats you on the arm and he's holding his cat whiskers and he says you didn't see but when you came into town earlier this morning um, whiskers was following you it's like she knew that you were coming back to Leilon because I couldn't find her anywhere she must have been north of here but she followed you back Bradley so thanks for bringing my cat back for me Of course, Jimmy. Modular is Raven Walker as Tarvin Tool, Thorin George as Bradley Copper, and Luke Job as our DM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Sleeping Dragon's Wake. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. 
Raven Walker does our brand new cover art. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music. And you can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod. Join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Modular Podcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube at the Modular Podcast. You can email us with any questions about our show at ModularThePodcast at gmail.com. Here's a quick shout out to at LinksTomeEC, at Robosnake, at Fablemancers, at QuestKeep, and at DianaAsaurus3x. She's from Critically Stupid. You can just find Critically Stupid and you'll find Diana. All of those fabulous people follow us on Twitter. Some people call Twitter X. Those people are living in a different reality. They don't realize X is still Twitter. Nothing Elon can do will actually make me ever call it X. It is Twitter. If you want a shout out like them, maybe you should follow us on Twitter too because that's where they follow us. We follow them. And that's where we link up at night and talk about our secret ninja moves. And if you want to be a part of that club, you got to follow us on Twitter. You got to listen to the show and you got to like ninja moves. Now remember that new episodes come out every Tuesday. And until then, thank you for listening to Modular. <laughs>